You're listening to Rowan Radio On Demand. Download more podcasts at rowanradio.com. The following program does not represent the views or opinions of the staff or administration of Rowan University or Rowan Radio. 89.7 WGLS-FM. Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM proudly presents A Community Affair, a weekly program where we discuss with national and local newsmakers important issues that impact our community. And now, here's your host, WGLS-FM Public Affairs Director, Megan Steckler. Welcome to A Community Affair. I'm your host, Megan Steckler, and today I'm delighted to welcome John Martinson to the show. Mr. Martinson has been a venture capitalist and software industry leader for more than 40 years. He was the founder and managing partner of Edison Ventures and is currently chairman of Martinson Ventures. In addition to his business pursuits, Mr. Martinson is an avid philanthropist and has provided leadership support for two of his alma maters, Purdue University and the Air Force Academy, and has been very generous to a number of other universities as well. This spring, Mr. Martinson made a $5 million donation to provide new and exciting opportunities to students at Rowan University's Honors College, which has been renamed to the John Martinson Honors College. Mr. Martinson, thank you so much for speaking with me today. Glad to participate in the program this morning, Megan. So can you tell me a little bit about your background and your career? Sure. I uh, grew up in a uh, upper middle class home in North Jersey in uh, Bergen County, and I was a uh, graduate of Ramapo High School. I had uh, all through my uh, childhood, I was interested in uh, flying and being an astronaut. And that was at the time when I was uh, in the 60s when uh, satellites were being launched and uh, manned flight was starting. And uh, I was eager to participate in that and decided the best route to that was through the uh, Air Force Academy. And I was fortunate to get a congressional appointment and uh, uh, graduated from there in 1966. From there, I went to Purdue to get a, uh, a degree in astronautics, then went to flight school. This was the period of the Vietnam War, and I flew 500 missions over North Vietnam in the uh, bombing strikes to uh, aid uh, South Vietnam. Similar to what happened in um, Afghanistan, I was part of the uh, evacuation of uh, Saigon, Ho Chi Minh City in uh, 1972 in that chaotic uh, period. After I uh, left the Air Force, I uh, returned home to New Jersey and uh, entered the uh, venture capital industry, worked for other people for a number of years, and then started Edison in 1986, focused on investing in uh, entrepreneurs, mostly in New Jersey and uh, Pennsylvania. And we um, grew that firm over about 35 years to invest two, three, four million in uh, young software companies. And that uh, uh, turned out to be a winning uh, strategy. And we continued to have success. And then um, I phased out of the firm. I started about uh, seven years ago and have continued to invest on my own. And as you said, also spend time as a, a philanthropist. That's super impressive. So I understand that you obtained a Bachelor of Science in Aeronautical Engineering from the U.S. Air Force Academy, as you have said, 
and earned a master in aeronautics from Purdue University. And then you went to obtain your MBA from Southern Illinois University. So how would you say your education in STEM fields helped guide you to pursue a career in business as a venture capitalist? So in other words, like why did you transition from engineering and science to business? Well, I saw them as interrelated. So I studied aeronautics and astronautics, thinking I might want a career in aerospace. As I got into those fields, I viewed, uh, understood that the uh, core technologies were actually software. And this was uh, the period when the software industry was uh, becoming a substantial commercial uh, opportunity. And I recognized that and uh, switched courses slightly in that. And also recognized that I needed a, a business background to um, understand marketing and sales and product support and the financial side and and then uh, decided to embrace investing and guiding entrepreneurs that that was a good match for my skills and a uh, an excellent opportunity at that time which still still I'm pursuing here uh, 45 50 years later I absolutely agree. I'm actually a dual major in marketing and entrepreneurship, so I understand wanting to understand the ins and outs of businesses, and that's actually why I'm pursuing my degrees as well. So touching a little bit on your career, can you walk me through the startup process of Edison Ventures? Uh, Sure. I had about 10 years of experience in the venture capital industry working for uh, two firms. One was uh, supporting uh, Exxon Enterprises. The other was also corporate backed by uh, Monsanto, Emerson Electric, and Anheuser-Busch. And then I decided at the 10-year point to uh, go on my own. I was uh, tired of uh, flying red-eye flights back to California and realized there were uh, just attractive number of opportunities in my home area of New Jersey and Pennsylvania. And so I started that in 1986, attracted Prudential Insurance Company to be our lead investor and recruited others to uh, join me. And we gradually built the firm over uh, the next 30 years to be the uh, leader in New Jersey and then uh, probably among the leaders on the East Coast. That's super impressive. Looking ahead, are there any new and exciting plans for Martinson Ventures? So not backtracking to Edison Ventures, but now looking ahead for your new firm. Well, I'm investing my own capital. So I have my my name on it and I work with my brother and uh, several longtime colleagues. And Edison has gone on to a strategy of investing uh, uh, mostly nationwide. And I've stayed uh, investing mostly in uh, New Jersey and Pennsylvania on my own, again, in um, so, uh, young software companies or those a little bit more uh, more advanced. And then I also invest in other funds, especially new venture capitalists or private equity, and then I co-invest uh, and work with them. And so today I, I have a, a pretty substantial portfolio of nearly 50 companies, and I'm an investor in about 25 funds run by 11 different uh, management teams. What about your background has influenced your business sense and decision-making? 
Well, I think being in the uh, Air Force taught me the uh, discipline of thinking through decisions, and you have to uh, do that in a uh, you know the framework of integrity and legality. At the same time, you have to do it in the uh, uh, what's right for people, what's right for the customer, what's right for all involved, and try to balance that at the same time to do it quickly and decisively. Absolutely. Keeping the firm customer-centric while also balancing efficiency and making it convenient for other people. Yes. So do you have any advice for future business practitioners or students who want to become a venture capitalist or get into that sort of space? Well, venture capital is, is an exciting space, but there is just as many down periods as there are up. So you have to have a, a true dedication that you can power through the inevitable setback and enjoy and guide the uh, entrepreneur. Uh, I never lose sight that uh, we're supporting cast to, uh, and that the innovators are the ones who drive it. And we have to help provide the resources and some direction and choices to help them succeed. But I think of, of all things, it's to uh, learn what the customer, what they need, and how do you best serve them with product and support. And uh, it all revolves around the customer. Absolutely. And I'm learning that right now, being a marketing major. So switching gears just a little bit. Based on your philanthropy here and other schools, it's obvious that you value education. So what is it about Rowan that stood out and drew your interest? Do you have any personal connection to the university? I do now, but when I started, I did not. I had a uh, theme that I recognized in uh, New Jersey, and this would be 25 years ago, that, that our companies were looking to find uh, technical talent you know, software programmers, architects, uh, electrical engineers. And surprisingly, there weren't enough in New Jersey and it was inhibiting the growth and of our companies and it was causing people to start companies elsewhere. I thought it, we needed to encourage more students in New Jersey to sign up for computer engineering or engineering design or different courses. And we had the universities here and I thought the uh, issue was probably in the high school or middle school and decided the way to reach that was to, if I could, improve teaching methods and instruction in STEM. And so uh, I began approaching schools in New Jersey that had a school of education and possibly a, a school of engineering. So when I got started, Rowan uh, was one, one of the several that stood out having both uh, with a brand new school of engineering that was just being shaped. And similarly, that school had a similar view for me that they wanted to outreach to the community as well and encourage uh, local teachers to uh, send their students to Rowan or, or appoint them to Rowan and to uh, take uh, professional development and uh, master's degrees and other things at Rowan to advance themselves. So it was a good match for me. And I sponsored about three programs over about a nine-year period that were um, successful, well-received. Some are still continuing, such as Engineering on Wheels. That's crazy. I didn't, under, like, I didn't realize that you were a part of that program. 
I was the first funder of that program. Oh, wow. I also understand that you are a big admirer of Henry Rowan and have read Henry's book, The Fire Within. I'm curious to know if it's because of Henry's Henry Rowan's gift that maybe drew you to Rowan as well. It certainly raised the profile of Rowan and, and gave you the, uh, you know, the engineering basis. And it was a, um, you know, very thoughtful program, you know, guided by Mr. Rowan and who understood how graduates needed to be prepared for high-tech industries. And I could see that uh, Rowan was uh, executing uh, well on that. You know, I've had the advantage of, of uh, meeting and, and knowing and, and working with all the um, deans of the, of the uh, School of Engineering and a number of the um, uh, uh, professors and staff members. So I was, I've always been impressed of how it's expanding and climbing in the rankings and attracting more students and doing it in a very uh, thoughtful, efficient manner. I absolutely agree. That's actually what drew me to Rowan. I love that the school was still adapting along while I was going to school. And I love that it's still growing and it's continued to growing and it's continuing to grow while I'm still here. So what are you hoping honor students gain with the support of this transformative donation? I'm interested in helping to provide resources that some of Rowan's uh, very top motivated students can advance even at a faster and broader pace. And I see also the Honors College helping attract those type of students and helping to retain those type of students and helping them be admirable alums of uh, Rowan as well. Absolutely. So this is kind of a personal question, but why did you choose to donate to Rowan's Honors College with your background in both STEM and business? Well, I'm very much interested in honors colleges, but I'm also interested again again in STEM and uh, Rowan combined both of those that engineering students were uh, welcome and uh, a significant cadre of the honors college were engineering students or from other STEM uh, disciplines. So I was enthused by that at the same time. Uh, they were getting the opportunity to uh, expand beyond STEM into uh, different parts of the humanities and arts and other important skills and knowledge gained. As I'm sure that you've learned, our motto, Think, Thrive, Share, helps students kind of learn about different like facets of the world. We get to go on field trips to different places and learn about all different kinds of things, get to like delve into different subjects, which I think is really, really neat. Yeah, I'm, I'm a believer in that program and, and those three words describe it ably. And I wanted to provide more resources so that that program could be expanded for just more opportunities to do those, to do those uh, valuable, gain that valuable experience and perspective. Yes, of course. And um, fun fact, I guess, about me. Um, in the honors program, I'm actually a BLAST mentor, which stands for Bantavolio Leadership and Service Training, where I get to help guide incoming students into the honors program, whether they came straight from high school or they came during college, which I actually came during college myself. So I think it's really a neat way that our honors college gets to give back to our community and back within the honors college as well. 
Yeah, I very much uh, admire and believe that, that that's an important part of honors is giving back to the community. And often on, honor students become leaders campus wide. Oh, yeah. Trust me. I have a lot of friends who are in multiple facets on Rowan's campus who are in the honors program doing so many amazing things. So, And it's also just very admirable. And I think it's really inspiring for all of us honor students to see what other honor students can do and what they are doing. So... We are actually at the time where we can take a little bit of a break. So we will be back with more A Community Affair after this. Welcome back to A Community Affair. I'm your host, Megan Steckler, and today I'm thrilled to be joined by John Martinson. Mr. Martinson has been a venture capitalist and software industry leader for more than 40 years. He is chairman of Martinson Ventures and an avid philanthropist. He has provided leadership support to two of his alma maters, Purdue University and the Air Force Academy, and has been very generous to a number of other universities as well. This spring, Mr. Martinson made a $5 million donation to provide new and exciting opportunities to students in Rowan's Honors College, which has been renamed the John H. Martinson Honors College. So moving right along here, I understand that you are a collector of Thomas Edison's artifacts. So what is it about Edison that you admire? Well, Edison is often uh, considered the uh, world's greatest uh, inventor. One measure of that is he, he garnered over 1,300 patents. But I was particularly enamored with his skills as an um, entrepreneur, marketeer, how he financed his companies, things like that. And so that led to a 55-year uh, period of collecting those things and uh, sharing it with others. So I, I just was uh, uh, enamored with how much he could get done and, uh, and how much he uh, had, uh, uh, he could recognize market trends, market needs, and organize uh, significant uh, talent and to have breakthrough after breakthrough in uh, in his inventive career 55 years of collecting though yes i had thousands of items i phased uh, out of doing it about 10 years ago and donated my collection to other museums and uh, to thomas edison state university out of curiosity then was edison ventures named after your high regard for thomas edison it was. I want, uh, well, actually, I had been collecting long before that, and I was running out of space in my home and uh, other areas to store things, so I decided to name my firm after it, and then I could, uh, I could plaster all the walls with uh, Edison memorabilia, and uh, we greatly exceeded that, so I had to get involved with other, other museums. Are there any other figures historically or currently that you admire other than Thomas Edison? I, I certainly admire the tech leaders of today, particularly those uh, that have been able to successfully continue inventing and innovating. They're not just a one hit song and done, that they're able to develop a series of products and move across different industries and think of new ways to manufacture, new ways to distribute. So, you know, it's people like Elon Musk that I certainly admire and how much they uplift the customer, their employee, their engineer, 
the uh, entry person. Th those are uh, just uh, so inspiring people to me. Absolutely. Anybody with that entrepreneurial spirit is bound to be looked at as a leader and someone that anyone can look up to and admire for their work. So this is actually my last question. So to end on a fun note, what is your favorite Edison artifact in your collection and why? <laughs> well, I have two. I'm, I'm going to give you uh, two. One that's a, a negative one is Thomas Edison invented something called the electric pen. And, and the idea was this, this predates the copying machine and the you know, mimeograph machine way before all, even my time. But he could never get the design quite right. He was close enough, but it would uh, shock people when they use this pen. And uh, one of the reasons I collected things that didn't work is they were pretty rare. And he always bounced back from that. And I had for a while, there were only four in the world and I had two of them. So I was proud of that, but that failure led to the mineograph machine by AB Deck and then led to the copying industry led by Xerox was uh, uh, somebody else taking what he started and figuring out a better, better way to do it. A positive was uh, when I first got started, I would collect stock certificates of companies that Thomas Edison started, and especially as a venture capitalist. And at the time I got started, they, the thought was he had started about uh, 100 companies, which is an extraordinary number. I collected stock certificates for over 274 companies that he started. And then I it, then it dawned on me, I was nowhere closer uh, than when I started. And the, uh, the number is probably over 600 companies where he was a uh, founder and a principal shareholder. So that's just an astounding number to follow. I mean, we marvel at Elon Musk, who started about five or six. And here we are 100 times greater uh, than that. And, uh, and some of the world's greatest companies Edison started. Uh, so, uh, you know, that's what can happen from uh, one very bright, motivated mind that just doesn't give up can create so much good for uh, society and so much employment, and so much advancement of uh, life as well. And I guess you can say then that Edison is like, the original prankster because he technically created the shock pen. Yeah, he was very disappointed and kept trying to figure it out, but didn't. So it was a good idea, though. It was a good thought process there. It, it, had, it was a what if successful would have uh, uh, certainly changed the uh, office uh, as well. Definitely. But Mr. Martinson, that is actually all of my questions. So thank you so much for taking time out of your day to speak with me. I enjoyed the interview. I'm uh, proud to be uh, a donor to Rowan. I'm uh, very enthusiastic about the uh, students and outstanding faculty and high growth and vision of the leadership of uh, Rowan. Uh, it's just astounding what's happened with the medical schools, school of nursing, veterinary, and I'm uh, eager to uh, be part of uh, Rowan's future, which is extremely, extremely bright.
Thank you so much. And again, I'm your host, Megan Steckler, and this has been A Community Affair. You've been listening to A Community Affair. Be sure to join us on the third Saturday of every month at 9 a.m. as we discuss the important issues that impact you and our community. Only here on Rowan Radio, 89.7 WGLS-FM.